Okay, so this is the final in-person week of this series. However, I will put up a podcast next week as that I'm sure you will all listen to. Uh, this series has been called Thanksgiving. And in this series, we've talked about empathy. And we've talked about the first week about being thankful and about being grateful for the things that we have, being grateful for things uh, even that we don't have sometimes, not in terms of being happy that everything's uh, awesome because not everything's awesome, but looking for the good that we have. And we looked at the, the 10 people who had leprosy and whose lives sucked. And the one who was so thankful is the one whose life sucked even before leprosy, the Samaritan. And so Jesus showed them love. He came back and thanked him. Now, again, we don't know what the other nine did. Hopefully they went and they uh, paid it forward and they did good and they helped people and they, they were better than they were before. Um, and then last week we talked about seeing the need and looking for people that need help, looking for people in need and not shutting our eyes to it because so often we like to live in a little bubble and it's more adults, but teens can do this too. We live in a little bubble and we follow the people we like and that agree with us. We talk to the people that we like and agree with us and we kind of keep that set. And so we don't really pay attention to anything going on around the world. And a lot of times we have the feeling of, well, it doesn't affect me or it doesn't affect people I know, so it's not a big deal. But it can because it's up to us to be better and to help people be better and to help people find help and to help people find love. Uh, this week we're going to talk about judging and just kind of some stuff with that. And so we're going to go to Luke chapter 6, verses 37 through 45. Uh, do not judge others, do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will come all back against you. Um, forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. So basically all of that was saying, hey, how you treat other people is what's going to come back to you. This does not mean that if you walk over right now and you give Rob a hundred bucks, that in a couple weeks, Carol's going to come in and give you 200 bucks. Like, that's not what this is saying. This is saying if you live a life of actually showing help and showing gratitude and showing care, then that's going to come back to you in different ways. It might not be the exact same way. It might not be from the exact same people, but it will come back to you because that's the life you're living and you're putting that out there and you're showing people what it looks like. Um, when it talks about judgment, this is a scripture that gets used a lot. And I preached on it recently from a different, uh, a different book of the Bible, but... It gets used a lot because a lot of people like to say only God can judge me. And they kind of turn it into that. Like, you can't say anything about what I'm doing. I'm, I'm literally punching you in the face right now and you can't judge me because the Bible says so. That's not what he's saying. He's also not saying that if you're like a really strong Christian and you go to church all the time, that then you have the right to judge other people. Uh, what he's saying here is the way that you look at other people, the way that you judge other people, the way that you consider other people's lives and think about what they're doing and think negatively about them, that is also how he will look back at you. Now, he's going to love you still, but it's like another, another book of the Bible says that uh, that standard that you use to judge other people is the same standard that will be used to you. And so one of the things we've talked about a lot is a lot of times... Um, if it's something that happens to us, we understand it. Like if you wake up and you had a really bad night's sleep and you know, you, you hit your knee on the bed and it's just a really awful day and you have a test that you're not ready for and everything's just really garbage. And then after school, you just scream at one of your friends. Uh, now the next day you're like, Hey, listen, I had this bad and you explain it and you expect them to forgive you or to at least say, Hey, it's okay. It happens, but you flip it sometimes. And they come to you and scream at you. You're like, well, I don't care what you say. Like, you should, you should have been better. Because we understand our motivations. We understand why we're upset. We understand all of these things about ourselves. And so Jesus here is saying, so use that same standard of judgment for other people. Now, when it talks about judging other people, it's not like 
being unaware of how people treat you. Like if people are mean to you, if people are cruel, people are doing awful things, it's not saying, hey, just ignore that and be their best friend. It's not saying that either. But it's saying, do not condemn and do not just assume you know the whole story and pay attention to the people themselves. But again, going back to the whole bubble we build sometimes, a lot of times we think about the world in terms of us versus them because everything else does too. The world tells us it's us versus them. It's Republicans versus Democrats. It's uh, whatever versus whatever. Like insert anything there. It's, it's Christians versus non-Christians. It's another religion versus another religion. All of these things. And it's always us versus them, us versus them, us versus them. And a lot of people, uh, news stations and, and, and uh, celebrities and politicians, like they will use that to kind of get people angry at another group so that they're not looking at them and all these other things. But when we start to look at the world in the, the lens of us versus them, that is already against what we should do. Because once you start thinking of other people as just a big group of them, People that aren't us, people that we don't understand, people that we don't care about, people that are different than us, people that randomly, for no reason whatsoever, pour water on other people, like random, weird, stupid things. Like all of these things, when we start to judge people by the them standard, it's real life example, start to judge people by the them standard, then we stop to have compassion. We stop having, we definitely stop having empathy. And so we get more judgy and we start to think, well, they're way different than me. And so they're not right. And so I don't care what they think and they're never going to be okay. And I'm never going to talk to them. I'm never going to help them. And this is the standard that the Jewish people used at the time with the Samaritans. Cause like they're super different. Uh, they're super different than us and they don't even have the exact same beliefs. So we hate them. And I've talked about how much they hate them before and all of these different things. And so this is saying, hey, the amount you give, the, the judgment you give, the condemnation you give, the love you give, all of these things matter. And so when you look at the world, like I said, in an us versus them, like uh, even if it's as simple as us who pay attention versus them who don't, like when you separate people like that, it gets really, really hard to then even have a, a, the, a human feeling towards other people. You'll notice that when there's a lot of political ads attacking people or when there's news attacking people or something like that, they very rarely humanize the people that they're talking about. Like it's always uh, by what they've done or what's happened in their life, not what's happened in their life, what they've done or where they're from or, or something along those lines. Because if you start to tell people, well, this is what they've done in their life, this is where they've done, this is their name, then that takes away, that starts to add the humanity and it's harder to judge them. Once you think of person, somebody is not a number, once you get to know them, once you know their name, it doesn't mean you're automatically going to like them, but you realize that they're a person. And so Jesus is saying, hey, people are people. And I know that sounds stupid, but they are. And we have to start to do that. And not very many people in the world do, and not even very many Christians in the world do. And so I'm going to go to the next part here. Uh, then J Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. So when it says the blind leading the blind, you've probably heard that phrase before. Uh, it's not literally talking about that, although it makes sense. Like if you have a blind person who's seeing eye dog is also blind, that's not going to work out super well the first time they have to cross the road. Like it's not going to be a great situation. And so when you hit your wagon or you're like, you know what? I want to do better in life, so I'm going to choose this person over here who really thinks the same way that I do already and isn't any different than me, but I like them and they're funny, then nothing is going to change in your life. This goes a little bit into relationships too. And this is why we talk about not being unequally yoked and things like that. Because if you start to date somebody and you're like, okay, eventually I'm going to change them, that never works out once the relationship you know, uh, gets into love or, or gets into feelings of any kind. And so he's saying, hey, 
It's not that you can't be friends with other people because you should be. It's not that you can't know people that aren't in your faith or don't live like you or never pay attention. Like, you should be friends with them. It's that, it's that you have to remember that the people you trust the most, the people that you listen to the most, the people that you take their advice from the most, they have to be people who have their life together in some way or at least have like the values that are similar to you and really are trying to do better. Because, again, if you try to let the blind lead you, you're just going to end up falling in a ditch, like he said. Um, going, and it talks about students not being greater than their teacher. One of the things you'll see a lot is uh, Christians and other faiths and other people too, but sometimes when they've been a Christian a really long time and they get to the point where, man, I've done this for years and you know I've tithe all the time and I do the right thing and I'm pretty good at this, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes they can start to get a little uh, big for their britches and they can start to think, well, I've got this together. They need to follow me or they need to think this. They're never going to be better at it than Jesus. Uh, nobody is. And so one of the things that we should know is nobody's ever going to be perfect. And so Paul would talk about this all the time, how the fact like he completely changed his life and did so much more than any of us will ever do. But he would always say, but I'm still not there and I'm still not there and I'm still not there. And that's so important to know that you're never going to exactly be there. But that doesn't mean you're not good enough. It doesn't mean you're not trying. It means that you have a chance to keep going and to keep growing and keep helping other people. Um, going to the next part. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, friend, uh, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. Uh, first, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. So this means a bunch of things. Number one is you're never going to get rid of every speck in your eye because you're always going to have struggles and issues. And so he's not saying never talk to people about how, what their life is doing. He's not saying, you know, if you have a friend and they're going through something and they're really struggling with sin or they're really struggling with temptation or they're really struggling with something hard, but you are too, then you can't talk to them until you're not. He's saying, again, back to the judging, he's saying don't go to them and act like you're perfect if you're not. And don't go to them and be like, hey, you know what, I know you're struggling with this when you're struggling with something else. Unless you're using it as a way to give an example and be like, hey, you know what, these are different things, but... Uh, you know, I know that you're struggling with lying right now and you're struggling with just feeling this weird need to lie all the time and, and it, it is affecting and people are knowing it and you, you, I know that you know it because we've talked about it. You know, I had a similar thing with stealing or something. Like whatever it is, there's two different struggles. Like everybody struggles with something. And sometimes because other people struggle with different things, uh, there are two ways we can look at it because of comparison. We can look at it like, well, I don't struggle with that, so I'm way better. And we kind of ignore our own thing and that happens a lot. Or it can be like, man, they don't struggle with this thing that I struggle with. They don't struggle with this feeling. They don't struggle with this temptation. They don't struggle with, with all of this stuff that, that I do. And so they have it together, and I'm just never going to get it right. Neither of those is a good way to look at things. And so this is saying, hey, know what your friends are going through. and Pay attention to their need, and don't make it an us versus them thing. But... Also be aware of what you're going through. And if you talk about it, talk about it from a teaching standpoint, from a helping standpoint, from a, hey, we're all in this together standpoint. But think about something that, that you struggle with. And if somebody comes to you and they're like, man, I can't believe you're still messing with this. I can't believe something like studying. I can't believe you still have trouble with this class. Like, that's so stupid. And you know that they're having trouble with another class, you're immediately tuning out everything that they're, they're saying. Like you're immediately not going to accept their help. And we do that with faith. We do that with our lives. We do that with the way we treat other people. Uh, and he's saying, hey, don't do it. Last part of the scripture here. Um, a good friend can't produce 
a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, uh, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So this is not saying that people that are good and that are Christian never mess up because they do. This is saying when you really are trying, like you legitimately are trying, and you are uh, working your way to be like Jesus. You're not perfect, but you're trying, and your intent matters. Your heart matters. And so one of the quotes I used today when I preached, I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, was whatever your mind is, is consumed by will also control your life. And so if your mind is consumed about always being right, then that's all you're going to care about. And that's what the Pharisees did. Uh, you always want to be right. And so that will come at the expense of friendships and it will come at the expense of relationships and it will come at the expense of your own faith at some point. If your mind is always set on, I want to do the best I can to be like Jesus. Like I want to try to treat other people like I want to be treated. Again, you're not going to be perfect, but because your mind is set on that, your heart is set on that, that's going to come out as quote unquote good fruit. Um, because even when you mess up, like if you're really trying, you're going to be able to say, hey, I messed up, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't mean to, and I'm trying to learn. Other people are going to see that, and that produces good fruit, because they're going to be like, wow, it is really hard to apologize, and thank you. Uh, it, it is really hard to just admit when you're wrong, because so many people don't do that. And so Jesus is saying, hey, do your best, because if you're trying and your heart is in the right place, again, you're not going to get everything right, but you're d literally trying, like you're actually trying, you're doing your best to be your best, then that is going to come out in everything you say and everything you do. Uh, and what you say flows from what is in your heart. That is, again, whatever you fill your life with, that's kind of how you see the world. So if you fill your life with negative things, and again, there are a lot of negative things in the world, but that's all you do. Like you're constantly looking for negative stories. You're always looking at the flaws in people. You're always thinking about like the worst things that happen to you. Then that's all you're ever going to see. Uh, there's a thing that people notice and talk about, like if you buy a blue car, for example, or you're looking at a blue car to buy, all of a sudden you see like every blue car on the road. They were there before, but your mind is kind of moving towards focusing on that after that. Like if you get a Mustang, if you get a Camaro, if you get a Lamborghini, um, like some, well, maybe not Lamborghini, but if you get one of those other ones, you're going to notice it more because again, you're looking at that. So if you're struggling with something and you're focused on that struggle and you're focused on the negative that comes with it and you're focused on the hurt and you're focused on everything bad, then you're going to notice all the bad. That's always there. Nothing is going to stop that from always being there. And when I say focus on the good, I don't mean ignore the bad. I don't because you can't because that would be a crazy way to live too. But when you see something bad, when you are find yourself focusing on that, be like, okay, so this does suck, and this is hard, and this is awful. What can I learn from this? Or how can I grow from this? Or how can I find something good in this? Um, one of the things that, that I sometimes try to do, and I counsel people to do this too, uh, if you find yourself always just jumping to the worst case scenario like I do, force yourself to try to look at the, what a best case scenario would be and some other scenarios in between. Because again, the way you look at the world becomes what the world is to you. And so Jesus isn't saying, hey, if you just are happy all the time and you smile, then boom, the world's awesome. He's saying, guys, the world is hard. And a lot of people are going to want you to fail. And some people are going to even step on you and try to make you fail. And that's not going to change. However, 
if you look for the people that are helping and you look at the good, it doesn't mean that the bad is any less bad, but it means that you see reasons to keep going. It means that you see good in the world. It means that you see help. Mr. Rogers has a quote. Uh, when he was a kid, he says that he said that his when he would get scared of things that he saw in the news, his mom would say, hey, look for the helpers. Because like, if you see a tragedy or you see an awful thing on the news, there are always people helping too. Again, it doesn't mean that that tragedy isn't tragic. It means that there are still good things that can come from something. If something tragic happens to you, if something awful happens to you, if you lose someone, it, this does not mean, hey, just be happy about it, because you're not. I'm not thrilled that I struggle with depression and anxiety and all these things that I struggle with. I'm not, there are things in my life that have happened that I'm not happy about, but I've learned over time to look back and be like, okay, well, I can learn this from this, and this is a lesson that will help me going forward, and this is something I can help somebody else with, and, and things like that. And so all of this is kind of saying that. It goes back to the us versus them thing. When you look at things from a negative standpoint and you look at people from a negative standpoint, that becomes us versus them. Once it becomes us versus them, you no longer care about treat others like you'd want to be treated because who cares what quote-unquote them do because they're always going to be negative and they're always going to be bad and they're always going to hurt people. And so when you look at it like, okay, so even though they don't agree with me and even though they're different than me and even though I'm not going to be their best friend, I have to look for some good examples, and I have to look for how I can be the good. Again, one of the things I said this morning was a lot of times people spend their whole lives being like, why don't I see any goodness in the world? Why don't I see any kindness? Why don't I see any generosity? And they themselves have the chance to be that goodness, that kindness, that generosity. We have the chance to do that. Uh, it's hard, but we can do it. And so that's what this series, that's what this is about. It's about not looking at people as the enemy, not looking pe as people as just what they've done or just what they say or just what they think or just what they believe, but realizing, okay, I have to try to put myself in their footsteps, foot, footsteps, shoes, whatever, whoever they are. Like, I have to try to see the world like they do. Again, not to agree with them, not to be their best friend, but to be like, okay, they're a person. And so I would want somebody to do this to me. And so I have to remember that I surround myself with the people and I surround myself with the things and I surround myself with, with the ways that will help me to do that and help me to do better and help me to learn from that and help me to be grateful. As we go into Thanksgiving, I would guarantee that at some point somebody in your family is going to say something stupid or there's going to be some kind of argument or there's going to be some kind of hurt feeling. It happens. And it's really easy to let that take everything else apart. And to let that ruin the entire weekend. Now, if it's something super bad, I get that it's hard. And again, I'm not saying, oh, well, let's just clap when they do something bad. Or let's just agree with them. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying, take time when you realize that to focus then on the good. To focus on the people who are trying to be better. And be one of those people. And that's kind of the whole thing, how we get away from this us versus them. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, and I love this quote, but I'll probably get it wrong. Uh, Darkness cannot... Take out Darkness cannot get rid of darkness. Only light can do that. Um, fire cannot put out fire. Or no, hate cannot put out hate. Only love can do that. So he's basically saying, if you return like for like, if somebody is being hateful to you and you return hateful, it just magnifies the hateful. Uh, it doesn't mean, hey, you know, you're being mean to me. Let's be best friends and I love you. But it means that you do your best to let it go and to move forward and to not treat other people like that. And so that's what Jesus is saying here. That's what he tells us to do all the time. It sounds simple. Like it really sounds simple. But if you look around the world, there are a lot of capital C churches that do not get this because it's much easier to just fall into politics. And it's much easier to just fall into us versus them because that's the way we do. And because after a lifetime of people treating you like garbage, it's hard to then look at those people as people. However, it has to start somewhere. 
And as I said, if you don't see an example of helping and you don't see an example of goodness and you don't see an example of Jesus in the world, then be that example. And again, it's hard, but you have people in your life that will help you and have people in your life that will show you and have people in your life that will tell you, hey, we can get through this together. And so that's why we're here. That's what we do. That's the whole point of the Jesus thing is doing our best to be like him in a world that doesn't really want to see it, but doing it anyway because it's right, because it's good, because it helps people and because it helps us. And that's all I got.